Hi, and welcome to another episode of Menopause Buddies. Today, I'm joined by Val. Val's based in Ireland, and she's a career and leadership coach. Hi, Val. Hi, Annie. Lovely to be here today. Thank you. Oh, thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm very well. Very Good. well. Yes. Good. And now, would you like to start by just telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. I would love to. So I have been a career and leadership coach for quite a long number of years at this point, uh, 20. And prior to that, I worked in HR. So I dabble in HR consultancy as well, but I'm mainly a career and leadership coach. I'm a single mom of two. Uh, I have an 18-year-old daughter and 20-year-old son. And I am 54 years of age, just for the listeners. Uh, So very much into my prime menopause years (laughs) unfortunately or fortunately depending on what way I look at it and uh, yeah I I've been living in Ireland most of my life and I actually feel now I'm probably thriving uh, whereas for a number of years I was more surviving uh, when I was really going through the throes of perimenopause a number of years ago but uh, I'm feeling a hell of a lot better now and uh, I don't have that brain fog when I'm working as a coach which is obviously very important for my role and any role for that matter but particularly when you're uh, inter- interacting with one-to-ones <clears throat> yeah so, yeah that's just a small snapshot of me great great yeah. so so would you like to then take take us through so you've obviously been through men- uh, perimenopause and you're as you say, in the throes of menopause. Would you like to take us through the experiences you've had so far? Sure. Uh, So I would say approximately eight years ago, I really started to feel the effects of perimenopause and that manifested in very bad night sweats. In fact, I used to wake up cold rather than hot. and but wet you know I had to change gosh and how did I deal with it I I'm very much into alternative therapies so I would have used homeopathy or acupuncture and uh, I kind of got through that phase and that thankfully the night sweats stopped and actually being single uh, well I have a partner uh, over the last five and a half years but prior to that being single was a, a godsend <laughs> if you're having night sweats, you know. So, uh, yeah, I was glad that I was dealing with most of that on my own, to be quite honest. Yeah. Uh, so really, I think that I'm definitely over perimenopause. Also on my sleep, Annie, this was big for me. Back in 2019, my sleep definitely just went AWOL. And like I used to be able to sleep no problem prior to that. I love my sleep. And, you know, if it was seven or eight hours a night, uh, even if it was six, it was uninterrupted and it was great. Yeah. But back then I needed to start to get up to go to the bathroom. And uh, basically my sleep was very interrupted and disrupted. And the last time I had that type of interruption was when my kids were very small And I suffered sleep deprivation, which I wouldn't recommend for anyone, but all part and parcel of having children. Mm -hmm. And 
when my sleep was disrupted back then, I went to the doctor eventually. And she said, look, you don't have enough symptoms to warrant the HRT. So I battled on and I tried all sorts of remedies. Uh, You name it, I tried it. And I thought about sleeping tablets, but I really am not a strong uh, supporter of them for me personally, you know. Uh, So I didn't go down that road. And lo and behold, so I suppose my symptoms were lack of sleep. Uh, I still have some night sweats. I don't really suffer too much from hot flushes, uh, very rarely, uh, but they are there. Brain fog was big for me, not being able to think clearly. And I think sometimes, <laughs> dare I say it, Anna, Annie, I thought I was cracking up because mm, I've all been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure my children would definitely uh, agree that I was at times, you know, a little bit doolally. I, I'm, I feel I'm pretty level-headed, but at times I really just lost the plot too much. You know, my reactions were disproportionate to the situations. Now it might have been a build-up of lack of sleep, of other challenges that were going on in my life, but unwarranted. Looking at them now, D- definitely there was a reason, but not a, a a very good one. If that you know makes sense. Totally, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And then just last year, after there was this big, uh, what would I say? I'm not sure if there was an announcement, but certainly it was proven that HRT isn't linked to cancer. That was one of the major reasons my doctor would not prescribe HRT for me. My father died of cancer. And she just was not uh, a strong advocate of it for me because of my lack of symptoms as opposed to the symptoms I was having. And uh, actually, she did prescribe something else. I can't even remember the name of it. And she said, look, it'll take about three months to kick in. And after the first month, I thought, this is ridiculous. I was seeing no improvement in my sleep pattern. And I stopped taking whatever drug it was. I just felt... If, it's, if it takes three months to kick in, that's a hell of a long time for me to see any value or progress or change. So, uh, and I just, I suppose I'm much more an alternative therapy person uh, rather than uh, I just don't like to take drugs too much if I can avoid them, mm-hmm. <laughs> except for alcohol now and again. <laughs> so, uh, yes, my doctor then last September decided that because of the you know, the information that was provided, I could take HRT. And I have to say, it definitely changed my persona in in the sense that I'm sleeping better. I don't have as much brain fog at all, if, dare I say, any. Uh, I find I'm much calmer. And there's another reason why I'm camera, which I know we touched on before, Annie, and I'll go into that in a second. And I, without a shadow of a doubt, find I'm more level-headed. So I'm responding more than I'm reacting. Yeah. Uh, now, look, I do other things as well. I meditate daily. I do deep breathing. I 
set a daily intention and I walk every morning with my dog and I do yoga. So all those things wow. absolutely have helped cumulatively. But even when I was doing these prior to the HRT, so I'm on Everill, uh, Everill Conti, a patch, which I put on twice a week. And it's it just kind of sticks to wherever you want it to stick. I stick it mostly on my hip and it, it just does what it uh, says on the tin. It, it does it yeah. work. Yeah. So, and did that work? Was that the first thing she gave you the patch? Because a lot of women have to try various forms of HRT before they find something that works for them. That was the first uh, HRT drug she gave me, and it has worked. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was very lucky in that respect. And she also prescribed Vagifem, which is a lubricant uh, for the vagina and yeah. I have to say that it has remarked remarkably improved my sex life uh I, I was starting to wonder is it because uh, you know basically as we get older seemingly dryness starts to uh, ensue and I definitely found that so this has been a life a game changer sorry not a life but a game changer and I would highly recommend that as well as the HRT. And what it does is it puts in those, it balances the hormones. And I think it puts in that good, uh, I could be wrong in saying this, uh, but maybe the bacteria that's needed in that area, you know? So uh, like before I thought, this is supposed to be a comfortable experience and it wasn't, you know? Yeah. So now, now, you know, it's it's just much, much easier. And uh, yeah, it has really been great in that respect. And uh, I did a detox a number of months ago, started back in April. And I, I'll tell you what happened to me. I started to feel an ache in my back around the middle of my back. And I did lots of different exercises and I just started to wake at 5 a.m. or even, you know, uh, during the middle of the night with this ache in my side. And I thought it was the way I was sitting in the chair or whatever. So I rang a physical therapist who is really more a healer uh, than just a physical therapist. He is a man of many talents. And... The minute I got on the phone to him, he said, oh, that's your liver. So I uh, went to see him and he said that your liver and your gallbladder are out of sync. They're not working properly. They're probably backed up and blocked up a little bit. And that makes sense because I have never done any type of a liver or gallbladder cleanse or any type of a cleanse for that matter. And also, I've had a recurring rash for many, many years since my son was born, would you believe? So that's 20 years. Now it's gone, but it used to come back intermittently. And it's to do with the spleen. The spleen clears or cleans your blood and the liver, gallbladder and spleen work hand in hand. And obviously they were not working properly. So I've uh, I've been taking detox products. And really what they do is they take the parasites and the toxins out of the body in a a gentler way than detoxing just for one week. I still didn't change my diet. Uh, I probably just was more conscious of it. And uh, I did this for a number of months, started on 
more intense detox. And they're products that anyone can take. Just I take them with a glass of water, mix them. Take I used to take them morning and night. I, well, I still do, but I started with a more uh, a severe, I suppose, form of detox just to really... And I used psyllium husks, which they <clears throat> attach to the wall or the lining of the intestine, which helps to remove the parasites and the toxins. So I did I did that for a number of months and I am on a milder detox. And I have to say that my system is so much calmer. So not only is the HRT helping, but the detox has helped as well. And a number of weeks ago, I really never felt that calm in my system or in me, I think, since I was born. <laughs> and I don't know oh, that <laughs> yeah. So I I used to live more in fight or flight and it's definitely due to the hormonal imbalance and obviously perhaps being a single mom and I was frenetic for a number of years trying yeah. to roll a number of balls. But uh, now I can safely and honestly say that I don't have that fight or flight anymore. So in, before it used to be my default, whereas now my default is calm. And if I feel fight or flight coming on, and that could be butterflies and my heart palpitating, I know exactly what to do to change it. And I don't like that feeling, so I will change it for me. Whereas before, to be calm was more the a rarity than not, you know, than the opposite. Yeah. So, and and what do you do to to stop it then if you feel it coming on? Deep breathing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I might do yoga even if it's just for five minutes uh get out in the fresh air uh meditate meditate is huge for me and by the way i couldn't meditate to save my life years ago i didn't know what to do and how to do it i mostly use guided meditation on youtube and there's so many different meditation guides i just use what suits me and it, what it does is keeps you present calms the mind and oh, the big thing as well, Annie, that I use is gratitude. I practice mm. gratitude morning and evening and even during the day. It's become a huge part of my life. So if I'm get feeling stressed or I feel, dare I say it, an episode of fight or flight coming on, I will just try and pause and look at, OK, what's going on here? Um, I look at what I am grateful for in my life. I count my wins as well daily, which is what's gone well for me. It could be as simple as I did have a good night's sleep or I had a great gym session yesterday. Whatever it is, I count my wins as I wake and as I go to sleep. So I'm going to sleep with a very positive outlook and I'm waking, stopping my monkey chatter immediately and focusing on the positives. So Love that. yeah. that's lovely. Yeah. And yeah. that's in your head. You don't write yeah. it down. It's in your head as you it's wake up. Head. Yeah. Lovely. Actually, Annie, I used to be terrible to get up in the mornings whereas now I put on the alarm a little bit earlier so it could be six or half six it depends you know yeah and uh, I spend those first 10 minutes you know well like gratitude only takes a minute if less and count three wins if I have three might be two sometimes and then I meditate and it's the most peaceful time of my day and I've learned to absolutely love it before I used to get out of the bed you know what I mean I used to be tired I used to be 
sometimes cranky <laughs> yeah. if I was going to work and I didn't like uh, the job I was in. Thankfully, at the moment, I'm I love my work. Uh, I love career coaching and coaching itself. I just find it profoundly beneficial to my clients and very rewarding. So, you know, I, I get up with a pep in my step more so than before. Um, so I just find that, yeah, instead of me getting up and rushing or, you know, getting into my day without even thinking, I give myself that time to just settle my mind and reflect. I love that because it's, it, it, it's, it's free. It's, it's a short time. Everyone can do it. And the return you get on that is enormous, isn't it? That calm and it is it's starting really... the day on a positive note and ending it on a positive note. I just yeah, love that. Absolutely. Yeah. It, I call it my DMO, my daily method of operation. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, I literally, you know, there has to be the, the gratitude, the wins, meditation, and I visualize during the meditation, and I'm visualizing my future, which is great. Wow. Before, before I had a huge fear of my future. I really didn't know where I was going to end up or what I was going to be doing, and I think it stemmed from being a single parent. You know, when the kids are gone, or where am I going to be? Uh, but I have a fantastic partner in my life uh, who. I love with all my heart. So that's a wonderful addition. And not only that, I just, I don't have the fear anymore to look at my future. And I think that's because I'm calmer, Annie. Yes. I'm sleeping better. No, saying that my sleep is still disrupted, but not as it was before, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's much, much better. I, and actually, I just want to mention one thing as well that's coming to me from the detox my cholesterol was 5.7 back in February, March, February, March. And through that detox, I brought it back down to 5.1, just through that detox. And it's not because I stopped eating butter. It's because I took all those toxins and parasites out of the body. I obviously, I have still a way to go because yeah. I have 54 years built up. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, it's opened my world to other ways of balancing our systems and getting homeostasis, homeostasis you know, uh, which is really balancing all the <clears throat> the organs and the works in the body, uh, for want of a better word. And I just have found that hugely beneficial to my health, you know? Yeah. Mm. But you're working on so many levels, aren't you? You've you you've got the yoga, the mindfulness, the exercise, the the detox, and it's just you know you're you're crushing it. You're sort of knocking this um, out of the park, out of the park, <laughs> and they're they're having to toe the line. Well, look, Annie, I've learned from my bad behaviour, let's say, or my yeah. you know, like living in fight or flight was not pleasant. No. And I found I was agitated. I was angry. And it could be at the simplest of things. I was uh, sweating the small stuff. <laughs> Excuse the pun. <laughs> <laughs> but was that always or was that um, just as you sort of started perimenopause or were you always fight or flight? Uh, there would have been an element of me since I I was a single parent since kids were two and four. So mm. definitely since they were that young, uh, being a single parent, I found very challenging. 
And I, without a shadow of a doubt, was living in flight or flight. Sorry, fight or flight. Yeah. Uh, I'd say 50% of the time. Yeah. So right. and that's that's bad for the body, isn't it? Because you've got all that cortisol running around. Absolutely. So that's actually what brought me to yoga. I started yoga back in 2007. So whatever that is, 16 years ago, is it? Mm. And that was my first uh, tap into just trying to bring calm to my body and to my mind. But it's progressed from there phenomenally. And yeah, I have to say hand and heart, confidently and very authentically, I'm in a much better place now than I was all those years ago, you know. Uh, and I feel that I, it will help me long term. Yeah, undoubtedly, yes, because you're you've putting so much in and you're setting yourself up to go healthily into the next phase of life, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And now I look forward to it with great excitement and wonder. Uh, as opposed to going, oh God, you know what I mean? Is this is this it? Is this my lot? You know? Uh so and actually, Annie, I'm just about to embark on a gallbladder and liver cleanse. There's a book by Andreas Moritz called uh, literally The Liver and Gallbladder Cleanse. And it's quite fascinating to learn more about the liver. And it, it's really like the organ that controls so much in our body. And if that's not right, although the doctors mightn't tell you this, nothing else will actually be right. There are other organs then, including the heart, that are affected if the liver isn't working properly. So I, I'll let you know how I go with that cleanse. Wow. But you, 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 what, what the cleanse that you did earlier, that was a, a general body cleanse. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. that, was, that was more to cleanse the intestines, which obviously would have affected the liver positively as well and the gallbladder but this is more specific for the liver and gallbladder uh definitely that cleanse or sorry the detox i did was more for the large and small intestines and and the body in general yeah the body wow. yeah so you're going to be in tip-top shape then <laughs> if only i could uh you know my, my biggest uh, what, what achilles heel is eating too much at times you know uh, I, I was brought up in a household to finish your meals, finish your dinner. And of course, yeah, I tend same. to much, yeah, too much uh, yeah. still. But if uh, if I could lose a few pounds, that would be awesome, definitely. Yeah. And and the, the, the detox, does that involve um, uh, uh, taking certain things for the detox or this I one, does it involve eating certain foods? No, actually, this is what's fascinating about the detox. This particular cleanse, the liver and gallbladder one, you have to take apple juice. Now, I have to look into this, so bear with me. I, I'm literally just starting to read about it and I have to line this up and have to prepare myself. Uh, but you have to drink apple juice for six days and there's a few other things you have to do, but this is all very doable from home. Then on the sixth day, you start the cleanse and you have to take Epsom salts oh. and uh, there's other products. But again, all very reachable, uh, very affordable. And you don't necessarily have to change your diet. You have to watch your alcohol intake, definitely. Yeah. In fact, it's better not to drink alcohol at all. And you have to uh, just watch your food intake. And, you know, so just eat three meals a day and leave it at that. But and healthy food, definitely. There's no point in eating junk food during that period of time. 
that would be counterproductive. But yeah, yeah like, this is very, very doable. And I would highly recommend the book to anyone who's interested in, you know, that type of a cleanse. Mm. Like, and if for years I really stayed clear of detox simply because I couldn't, I didn't have the willpower, you know, because yes. I would stop yeah. eating and stop yeah. eating to me is like, no cannot do that so this is a much easier way of i think cleansing the body and it's gentler on the system as well you know and it's it's actually manageable as yes that's probably what makes it more accessible isn't it because it's manageable and you're not limiting too much exactly exactly yeah yeah yeah. wow well i'm so impressed we'll have to check back in with you um after that to see what's happening I, I, I'll keep you posted and ask you about that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, well, that's been fascinating. I mean, I think you've just got you've got it all covered. I, I just love the the combination of you, you you're taking the HRT, but you're doing everything else as well. And I think that's a message for the listeners, isn't it? Um, it is a holistic approach is what yes. I recommend. Yeah, 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 and just keep keep doing the good stuff, and um, we'll knock those symptoms on the head. Yes, absolutely. And look, someday I hope not to have to take the HRT, but for now it does absolutely help. So (laughs) I'll do what works. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what we all have to do, isn't it? Do what works for us and um, everyone's different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Well, thanks so much for your time, Val. That was really interesting. And I'm sure the the listeners have learned a lot from that. Thank you so much too, Annie. Well, you have a lovely rest of your day. Yeah, you too, Val. Bye. Yeah, bye-bye. I hope listening to Val's holistic approach to her symptoms helps you deal with yours. If you'd like to be on Menopause Buddies and share your journey with my listeners, please contact me on annie at menopausebuddies.co.uk. Menopause Buddies.